everybody. This is Two Sons Podcast. Uh, today we're talking about episodes seven and eight of Bad Batch season two. How you doing, Jay? I'm doing good, man. That was my favorite couple episodes of Bad Batch by far. Yeah. I'm very, very excited. But before we get started, I have a funny story for you. And it's not me just butchering the intro. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should have been in the room like five seconds ago because this is I just butchered. The I intro. told him. I told him when I when I started with the volume, I was like super paranoid the first time because I went from you know shouting out my original show name to shouting out hoops tonight, and like it's nerve wracking when you're staring at the camera and you're like, "Don't say stay to the Lakers. Don't say stay to the Lakers. Don't say stay to the Lakers." <laughs> uh, and then Jason, this a hole, is like, "All right, over or under how many times you're gonna mess this up?" I said one. <laughs> I said one over. So I just got the bet, even though it was kind of a cheap. I bet. didn't mean it as an insult. I was no. just, I just, I just know because I've been there. I've Dude, been it's there, so man. Funny. And, and someday we'll, we'll release the original uh, videos that we had when mm. we were filming at my house just terrible i don't know what i was doing i cut together like a, the first episode we did i cut together like a one minute like blooper reel of luke messing up at the beginning of the show it was so damn yeah, funny just so we could show our wise and we yeah. were laughing but it's totally fine because and, and here's all you need to know like i um uh last night i did i mean what my 325th episode of wow, tonight or whatever that's i had a, to redo the intro i had to redo the intro two separate times wow because i kept saying happy saturday everybody but i'm recording this on friday night and it was released on sunday and i recorded it on saturday <laughs> night and like on the first one i was like four minutes into the show and i was like i said the wrong day and so i literally just had to x out and start again at the beginning but that's i do funny. have a funny story so okay hit um, me hit me I recorded with Chris Mannix for the trade deadline on Thursday. And when we're done, like uh, Ryan, my producer, he goes like, hey, dude, we need to uh, set up a Zoom meeting where we can kind of adjust your mic because your mic is like a little messed up. I'm like, okay. Huh. And so um, we get on the Zoom call and we spend like a solid 10 minutes and we just can't figure out what's going on. And then I look over to my side and I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I'm like, Ryan, there's two mics running next to me. Oh. And I like look over and I like, I, I get on a, like a FaceTime call with him and I like show him. I'm like, this is my buddy's buddy Luke's mic for Two Sons Podcast. It's been hot for like the last like 10 episodes. That Luke's been done. with us. Yeah. I have been a part of the volume. <laughs> Hell yeah. So they were like has. getting some like weird feedback. And then I definitely did one of these at one point. I was like... <laughs> That's so funny, but uh, yeah. So we got to sort it out. But I've got to, I've got to be, uh, I've got to remember to like actually disconnect or mute. yeah, you can actually mute it with just this little button over here. But like, yeah, it was definitely, definitely one of those things where I was like, yeah, I should have disclosed that like there's a piece of the equipment that's like right off camera that's like kind of close every that's single day hilarious. when I'm doing the show. It was funny. Huh. Well, I guess your mic did sound better this last episode. Uh, they must have figured it out. Yeah, so we did. We figured yeah. it out, but like, like it, but yeah, Jason's it took us until good. literally last week on or this this week on Thursday. Dude, that's so funny. Sorry, uh, sorry everybody. Sorry the volume. <laughs> yeah, ex- yeah. But sincerest apologies to the volume. Yeah. Two Sons uh, podcast. I'm just sorry, butchering Colin. the production quality. <laughs> uh, so I, the reason why I say that this was an episode that I appreciate the mo- uh, the most is it was kind of dark. Yeah, it kind of took on a little bit of like an Andor esque kind of feel, where it there's did. like like espionage vibes. Yeah, well, there's this feeling in Andor and kind of through both of these episodes where it's like you always feel like they're going to go around any corner and there's going to be like stormtroopers or ISP right. personnel or something like that. Right. Like there's there, it's kind of like the 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 sh- the height of the strength of the Empire in terms of like the fear that they instill for in sure. everyone. For sure, for sure. Um, yeah. but that like the actual story though. Essentially, uh, um, it comes to light 
that uh, Admiral Rampart basically orbital, orbitally bombarded the Kaminoan facilities, but not just the Kaminoan yeah. facilities, but every Kaminoan city on the planet. Basically, like we're talking about legit, uh, um, uh, like execution of an entire race, right? Of aliens, one and, guy, yeah, one guy, and obviously operating under orders from the emperor, of emperor, course, which is a whole other thing. But what I appreciated about it was it was super relevant. It told an important story. It, the like important characters were involved and there's those kinds of things are going to be very few and far between in right. a show like this right but i really enjoyed that today. no for sure and and to to kind of summarize both episodes relatively quickly we get to meet senator chuchi who's decided that she's gonna essentially you know speak for the clones which is a really cool uh a really cool concept in star wars because i had never once thought like oh, the clones don't have a voice. And actually, Omega, when she after she dropped off that data uh, to Bail Organa, she sits down, and I think that was intentional, and I think that was like Dave Filoni showing, this is the first time a clone has actually sat in on like an entire Senate Senate proceeding. Yeah, mm -hmm. and it was so cool, because it was just like, again, like, Dave Filoni is the man when it comes to small touches. We were talking about that last last episode, and just the small touches over and over and over again that he jam packs into all of these episodes is incredible. And dude, I totally agree. Like these are, I keep saying these are my two favorite episodes or these are my, this is my favorite episode. And I, and I couldn't agree more. Like this is big picture star Wars stuff. This is the stuff that you and I nerd out about. Yeah, absolutely. Senate hearings. Like, yeah. Like who wants to watch that in a cartoon? Jason and I do. <laughs> well, and what was so, what was so interesting about that too was like, I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure if Palpatine planned the whole thing or if he just was like kind of listening to the Senate proceeding and decided right. like, okay, they got me. Now I yeah. need to play my plan B, which is let's just burn Rampart to the ground. Right. But like fundamentally, what I love about it is it's the entire ideology of the Sith post Darth Bane, which is like yep. everything we do is about subterfuge and and basically like working in the shadows to make things happen yep. to manipulate situations and, and and palpatine was the best at it and you know one of the things that they went over in plagueis um if you guys remember is like each each sith lord had specific areas of expertise like darth bane was very much a militaristic sith lord he was yep. a, literally a sith soldier who right. got d identified as force sensitive and then he just was like i'm gonna kill all the the, the sith to kind of take over tank. all this just a tank of a man yeah yep. like a big behemoth of a man yeah darth plagueis was very much the finance guy yeah he was involved in the banking clan yeah. and he was heavily involved behind the scenes with moving money around for things that would help the Sith goal. Right. And then Palpatine from basically from the time he was a teenager was a politician. Right. Yeah. That was his area of expertise. And so it kind of actually makes sense that like the peak of the Sith existence in the galaxy was the finance guy leading into the politics guy, because those two were able to fulfill Darth Bane's mission, which is let's just subtly kind of swoop in and take everything out from underneath everybody. Exactly. And that plot was like literally genius. Like you, you catch them red handed. Yeah. D like committing genocide. And you catch him red-handed, and Palpatine comes up and goes like, "Oh, that was so awful what that guy did." Right. But you know what this means? The clones followed his orders. Right. The clones followed his orders with that question. Therefore, we need stormtroopers. Yeah. Let's move forward. And then, and then, just like another thing that just like jam-packed into that episode is we literally had got the the pleasure of watching the birth of the stormtrooper. Yeah. Which was so freaking dope. Mm -hmm. There are so many cool things. The other thing that I thought was really cool in these last episodes was um or the it was a 
episode seven, um, that like clone um, mercenary. Oh, the one who was the basically the bounty hunter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, essentially a bounty hunter. Like that. That was just so sick. Like just like all of these episodes just have dope thing after dope thing after dope thing. So well, and that's a that's a recurring thing theme in Star Wars too that you see with the Mandalorians and you see with the clones. But like when something happens that effectively puts these super unique individuals that are almost incapable of living a normal life into society, yeah. they have to find ways to 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 exist. You know. Right. So for instance, like. Mandalore gets taken by the Empire. And so as a result, the leftover Mandalorians kind of spread out into the galaxy. And it's like, they're not going to go start a pizza shop. You know what I mean? Like, like they're, they're, uh, they'd make one hell of a pizza. Yeah, they would, they would, they would, they would absolutely. But like, it's, they go out into society and it's like, my specific set of skills is I am basically the Star Wars version of a Spartan. Right. And like, all, like, I, I wear invincible armor and I am incredibly uh, highly trained in weapons. And so, therefore, bounty hunting or security or things along those lines, those are going to be the ways that I can contribute. Same thing with the clones. It's like, you know, they're, they're, they're rapidly aging. Mm -hmm. They're, they're, all of them are just like from birth bred to basically be like, like they're with their brothers. And like, there's that scene where Chuchi, Senator Chuchi basically goes in and goes, uh, I think it's at the end of the first episode. When they're at the bar. Yeah. When they're at the bar and she's like, Hey, like, what do you guys need? Tell me, and I will get it from the uh, yeah. from Admiral Rampart in the Senate. And like one of the clones steps up and is like, "What I need is to be fighting with my brothers." Right? Like that's what they that's what they it's want. Like, okay, like, we can make that happen. They're in wheelchairs, <laughs> just powering around. <laughs> well, that's what she said. She's like, "Okay, but what about when you get old? What if, what about when you're yeah. too old to fight?" But like the yeah. the point is, is like it kind of reminds me of that, and that's what I thought of when I saw the bounty hunter clone. Is like. That's the kind of shit that the clones would have to do, right? Because they're not they're they probably all have a ton of PTSD. They're they're all broken <laughs> down because they're rapidly aging. Like they're they're like I just you know all, all I've known is fighting, and that's what I want to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, we see the true evolution of the clone too, um, and 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 it's kind of interesting because we during that episode they were they they were sure to show us different clones at different evolutions, right? So like we saw some clones that still looked very much so fit very much so battle ready. And then we saw a lot of older clones that had really long straggly beards and yep. they started to look a little bit washed like you and I. And, um, and we also, we're also seeing the evolution of the clone's brain as well. Like something, something is wrong with their inhibitor chips. I feel like. Yeah. Like, like they, they have like an expiration date. Of some yeah. Kind. It seems like yeah. they do because more and more they're just, you know, feeding the fact that it's just like the clones are starting to second guess every single thing that they've done for the mm. empire or, or for the Republic. It was, and, and the clones are starting to be able to realize and discern the change in which they've witnessed from the Republic turning into the empire. Mm-hmm. And then they're starting to like realize like, Oh, we're doing some nasty stuff. They're nasty all, stuff. yeah. That, that moment when they're at the beginning of the first episode, when the two clones are sitting at the bar, it's kind of portrayed as more or less a, an example of how like there's kind of pockets of clones that are effectively snapping. You know right. what I mean? Uh, by the way, Luke's talking about us being washed. Literally he can't move his neck and my left eyeball won't stop twitching. <laughs> Or he like literally we're in our early thirties and just completely, uh, completely falling apart at the seams. It's, I don't know what to say, man. Like I don't want to complain because like I know there's older people than I <laughs> in the world right now, but like thank God you're to my right because I literally can't. Look <laughs> like I cannot look to my left. 
the the first 15 minutes of my workout today was stretching my neck oh just trying to get ready yeah dude we had a we had a men's league game uh at the sporting chance center today and uh i showed up a little bit late uh, just because i was i was uh getting some stuff done this morning and i walk into the gym and so i don't get much time to warm up and so then we start playing and like one of the first possessions of the game i get like a run out like fast break off of like a steal and like I go to jump off my left leg and my knee doesn't buckle or anything. The muscle literally just doesn't fire. So like when oh I go gosh. to plant the leg, like it just plants and then like nothing, happens, nothing happens. And I end up just like throwing the ball up off the <laughs> off the bottom of the rim. And I run back down the floor and I'm like, definitely should have gotten here earlier and warmed up. <laughs> like that was a mistake. Dude, yeah. So we are aging with the clones. Yes. We, yeah. We have growth acceleration we, for uh, sure. Jason and I this last week were also in Breckenridge with, mm-hmm. with our wives and, and uh, another couple whom we are very close with. Um, and you know, half of the time getting ready for skiing was like getting my knee ready and taping it up with KT oh, tape. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I'm like applying external ligaments yeah, to my artificial knee. artificial ligaments to the knee. Yeah, just so I can just like ride skis down a mountain. It's like, oh my there was gosh. Okay, so we didn't share the story on the pod, but there was a really funny moment. We're skiing at Snowball. This is our first ski trip of the year. And it's the second day of skiing. And it's like straight up blizzard conditions. Yeah. So there's like 15 inches of fresh powder. You can't see, like literally, I, I have this video of my phone that I took where we we kind of come down on our first run. We come down on the cat, the catwalk to this like big open bowl. and uh, Which is the snowball. Yeah, yeah literally yeah. the snowball. And I'm like taking a video and my wife's down there and Luke's down there. And they're both like, yeah. And like literally you can barely see them through the blizzard and the, the, the wind blowing and everything. You kind of see little shadowy figures. So it's really tough conditions. Well, we're skiing down and, and it's like incredibly difficult because you can't see where the giant piles of powder are. No. You're just completely in the mix. And at one point, like, it, it, it was exhausting, right? Like, yeah, it was, oh, just, it, was, it was an incredible workout. Yeah. It was fun, but it was, like, incredibly exhausting skiing. So at one point, I'm kind of skiing down, like, about 15 feet from the edge of a run, and I'm like, I need a break. So I just, like, kind of veer off to the right to take a quick break, and Luke is right behind me, and we just slam into each other. <laughs> I, yeah, I just slammed into Jason. And then Jason just laying there in a mangled heat. <laughs> and I'm kind of laughing because, like, I'm okay, and then Jason's just not okay. Like, I, I kind of injured you a little bit. My so, bad. well, what am my skis popped off and it wasn't bad but i kind of sort of tweaked my knee just a little bit and like literally literally i'm like sitting there and it was weird the ski that popped off was the one that my knee tweaked but i'm like literally laying there i'm like yeah i'm fine i just need a second <laughs> and, then, and then that was jason's last run well i did day. one more after oh, that okay, but like okay. it was one of those things where like as soon as i tweaked my knee i was like i'm not gonna push it super hard today and then, right. like it was just really tough conditions and then literally in breckenridge yeah we also ski f- fresh powder but it was like four inches and it, yeah it was like four or like five 15. inches but it wasn't even just so that like it was a beautiful sunny day it was incredible so like it was fresh powder but you could see and so yeah. like and it was a monday so the mountain was way less crowded and yep. dude we ate up that powder the entire dude, day we some like, that was diamonds, of, yes right? we did we skied off of the top of a, a twelve thousand foot peak with yeah. no trees or anything that was, was a lot of fun sick. that was a good pretty day sick. skiing pretty anyway sick. but Anyways, the point is is we're washed we're washed just like the clones yes last, <laughs> last point that i want to hit dude what's the deal with echo leaving uh, that was like completely unexpected um I, I'm going to assume that it has something to do – I think that's a pretty strong indicator that Rex and Echo will return at some point. I think so, too. But Echo and Rex had a relationship dating back to Clone Wars, did they not? Uh, off the top of my head, I don't know. I think you're right. I think you're right. I, I, I want to go back and watch the episodes where, where Rex 
turns into not Rex, where Echo turns into modern day Echo. Like when he can you give the quick uh, breakdown of how Echo ended up in that spot? Do dude, you remember exactly um, vaguely, even he, if it's just a vague? He was essentially not kidnapped, but he was essentially like a prisoner of war, and they were using, if I remember right, his his like knowledge, and they were essentially like he was like hooked up to a computer, like he was like an external hard drive if I remember right, and they were trying to, like, harvest information from him, essentially. He was, like, he was he was literally a lifeless husk, essentially, at one point. I remember that. They found him in, like, kind of, like, a, like like a back chamber. Yeah. And, thing. Yeah, and he, yeah, and he had all those, like, nodes attached to his yeah. brain. Yeah, yeah and I remember, weird. like, that was, like, that was one of those episodes where you're, like, yeah, is this a kid's show or is it not a kid's show? You know what I mean? It's probably mm-hmm. not a kid's show. There but, was, uh, I did think... You know, and this is something that has been hinted at in a bunch of different Star Wars works, but like essentially at the beginning, uh, Palpatine's plan was to try to control the Senate to the best of his ability, which right. honestly is extremely difficult to do. And, and he. Because a lot of people are in the Senate for the right reasons. Yeah, exactly. Unlike the banking clan. Unlike the banking clan, exactly. But on the, the, the flip side of that is like behind the scenes, he's going through with the Stardust project. Right. With the intention of using that as a means with which to completely get rid of the Senate. Right. So like that's his because ultimate goal. Through through power, right? Yes. We don't need the Senate. We've got Stardust, aka but, the Death Star. But because Palpatine understands politics, which is like his best skill, like right. he goes to these different groups and there's two senators in this particular um and one of them is banking clan and then there's one other one. But there's yeah, two senators in this video or in this episode that like specifically are clearly like pawns of Palpatine on that for stage. sure. And then even uh, and did you look up his name? The I did. Guy? It's uh, I wrote it down actually. Is it? It's Maz Maz Ameda. Ameda. Yeah. yeah. So Maz Ameda. Um, it's funny because I've seen him in like Star Wars uh, uh, Legends two several times. But basically, he was he's he was in the like, originals or the sequels, prequels. He was in the yeah he was in the prequels. Yeah. He basically was, he was like Palpatine's right hand man Literally. as it pertained to politics. He's the king's Literally. hand. Yeah, he was the king's hand that, that, in politics and, and like and, a true homie for Palpatine. Like I don't think Palpatine would just throw him away like he did with Rampart. Yes, and there was a little bit of a um, kind of a, like kind of a similar thing to House of the Dragon. Yeah, where like you're used to the hand of the king sitting on the throne, and suddenly the king shows up for this big moment. One of my favorite right. moments in House of the Dragon. By the way, I saw like a random clip on Twitter of like Daemon Targaryen open up. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed season one of House of the Dragon. And oh, I'm, ex- was, I'm yeah. excited to get into. Yeah, I'm excited two, to get which into. Which they're it. just now filming, which means like a year from now is when it'll come out. But um, there's a really cool moment where it seems like they have achieved a victory by presenting the proof. And there's this epic moment where in the middle of the Senate, they have a giant hologram of the Venator class Star Destroyers just obliterating with orbital bombardment the entire Kaminoan facilities. And then it pauses in the middle of the the thing. And it's kind of an epic Star Wars moment because it's like completely jaw-dropping in the facility. But then suddenly you just hear like... And then it's the, the dude with the staff with yeah. a little uh, figurine of Palpatine. On yeah, it, right. And so he ha- he hammers it on the ground like three times. Um, yeah, it kind of reminded me a little bit of uh, in Mandalorian when the magistrate like hits a thing on the ground to like make the sound. But like he makes the sound, and then suddenly like the Palpatine shows up, and they clearly state, I believe, in the first episode of the of the two that like Palpatine has not been he showing up been to there. these things. Right. You know, like he's not here. But it's like he comes in. And I did think it was interesting that, like, he was very much Palpatine. Like, he was not 
uh, trying to pretend to be something else. Like he had no. the same deep voice. He said, uh, and that was yellow eyes. Yep. Yellow eyes. The mm-hmm. whole, the whole th- thing. What kind of was cool to me about that was like, and he comes in and of course, and he like twists the whole situation. To his Just advantage. he completely commands the mm-hmm. room, which yes. is a very large room by the way. But it's also clear that like, I think he, it's, it's the first time I can remember seeing after episode three, where he fully leans into like the I'm terrifying, don't fuck with me kind of thing. You know what I mean? Seriously. Well, and it's kind of interesting because uh, when we were when we were um, reading Thrawn books, right? The and the and we were in the Empire series. Eli gets to meet Palpatine, mm-hmm. which which is unheard of for any civilian to be able to meet Palpatine, right? And he, and Eli was describing what it was like to be in the room with Palpatine, and he's like. He was way different than I was expecting. Oh, that's he right, because like, you were just listening. To yeah, that, he was. Yeah. He was aged. Uh, he looked like haggard. Like, and, and and Eli was just like, yeah, it was like it, he kind of. It was like almost like supernatural, and mm-hmm. Eli could feel that. And the reason why it was supernatural is because Palpatine is the leader of the Sith. Yeah, and the damage that was done to him was done by the dark side of the Force, exactly uh, reflected by Mace Windu's light, which we know just decays bodies. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. Even, it decays bodies even when you don't strike yourself with lightning. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Yeah, like, so, that's so a it's, huge thing with this. Yeah, set. and it was just so cool to see Palpatine in true form. Mm-hmm. And he was just like deviant and just just manipulative and cunning. And he literally just spun everything around. And then the episode ends with everybody on that like flight deck or something. I don't know what it was. And they're like, well, that didn't go as expected. <laughs> they're like, oh, you got us again. Yeah, and then Echo's like, I'm staying in Coruscant. And then the episode's over. Yeah. Well, like literally there's a moment where Rex is like, we thought we were one step ahead of Palpatine. And it turns out he's several steps yeah. ahead of us, you know. But True that's what's form. so cool about like, like again, I up until the sequel trilogy, Palpatine was such an interesting character. Yeah. And they they just squeezed the orange one too many times and a bunch <laughs> of like did. pulp and other shit <laughs> fell into the glass. But like but like they definitely the the first six episodes yeah. though and the stuff they did in Clone Wars and Rebels, like he's he's a truly terrifying supervillain. He is. He is. And and one that uh should have been untouched after his death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else that you want to hit on? That's from all this I episode? got, buddy. All right, guys, that is all we have for today. As always, we sincerely appreciate your support. We are less than a month away from Mandalorian. We have uh, a bunch of new books to get into. Uh, Actually, I need to talk to you about that after the show because that's something we need to move forward with. Um, We've been doing some planning, too. We're going to experiment with a little bit of a football show, too, as we get into the uh, fall. I've got a buddy of mine who's a... A uh, buddy of ours who's a diehard Steelers fan who's also a, um, a very gifted football analyst. He is. Very funny guy. Who's, He's on it. Yeah, he, he played played Division One football himself, um, offensive line. Yep. And so I'm – I'm excited to kind of build that out. We have big plans. Luke here is a gifted woodworker. He's going to put a set together for us. So yeah. we're going to be doing some stuff like that. Also – I think this week will be the week that we, you and I, finally force some time for Last of Us. It needs to happen. I know. Um, it's every single episode is like becoming a cultural phenomenon, and I want to jump on that. Mainly, n- not even just for the show, just because I want to enjoy it. Right. Um, and uh, apparently, um, I'm blanking on his name. The guy from Mandalorian. What's his name? Din Djarin. Um, yeah. D- d- yeah. But oh, what's the Pas- actor's name? Um, Pascal. No. Um, Pedro Pascal. Yeah. Pedro Pascal apparently is just completely wrecking shit with that show too so i'm 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 very excited to check it out but as always we sincerely appreciate your guys' support and we will see you in a week pray for my neck